Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Ruzio, founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today, I am so excited because I'm with Connie Whitman, and we're talking about seven easy ways for sales to be soulful. Welcome, Connie. Hi, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited too, because it's going to be really fun. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm, I'm laughing because my heater sounds like a DeSoto and every five minutes it goes. <laughs> um, so I always like to start with the first question, which is what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? So this is, well, first of all, I'm still on my journey. Let me just share that right. A hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not naive in thinking that I've arrived, but I, here's what I think my soul has taught me so far is I am, I'm, I'm pretty smart at looking at things. I have to, the, the piece with that is because, you know, you have an intellect. What, what do we do? Our ego loves jumping in. So I have learned how to try to silence that again that's a work in progress and the I think my biggest thing is I love to control things and I'm going to say in the past maybe five to eight years I'm really learning to let go and surrender because control is an illusion right (laughs) so a very well-defined lots of evidence illusion but it's still an illusion it's an illusion so yeah that's that I, I think is my biggest one that that lack of or that loss of control and it's okay. Yeah, it's a big one, especially for people like warrior energy like you. So my yes. question is, is you like me believe sales are soulful, right? They're sharing and you created the seven easy ways for for us to naturally fall in my verbiage into our sales kind of zone or lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the seven easy ways? Yeah. So uh, in July of last year, at the height of COVID, um, I had a book on the shelf. I took it, took it off and I got it published and it hit number one international bestseller in 20 categories. So that's pretty cool. Very the reason cool. I'm, yeah, it's very cool. You know, it was a mind blowing experience to be honest and humbling at that. But the seven easy steps I've used for the past 38 years in, and my background is in finance, right? So I've always kind of been in financial sales. But it, keep it simple is, is the first thing, right? I believe in the KISS rule, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Again, not because you or I or anybody is stupid, but the more complicated we make things, the harder it is, we don't use it. So here's my easy peasy seven steps. Number one, make sure you're prepared. There's no such thing as, again, remember I said I was a control freak. I'm not saying be a control freak, but show up prepared. Don't think you can wing it. That's not fair to you, but it's, I believe it's disrespectful to your client or whoever you're, you're speaking with. So show up and be prepared. Um, second one is you have to take the time to build rapport. Oftentimes humans take turns talking at each other, which is horrifying because if I'm talking at my client, they're learning about me, but what am I learning about them? And the, and the disservice here is if I don't understand who they are, how can I possibly think that I can serve them or help them? So that's where that whole sales thing becomes icky or sleazy because I'm trying to show them how great I am, 
but I'm not really getting to know them. So right. shame I'm on nodding me. my head, everyone. Yeah, see, it, 100%. So building rapport, don't skip it. Take the time and shut your mouth, right? So, so step three is ask questions. When we ask questions, the other person, the, the client or prospect is speaking to you. And that's how we get to know them, right? That's, again, reinforcing that rapport building. And then step four with the asking the questions of step three is, Shut your mouth. I ha- I always, I'm a visual learner, Jen. And so I believe two ears, one mouth. Really, really, we should be listening probably about 70% of the time, especially if you have really good open-ended questions. The client does so much talking that you could really sit back and go into enjoying and listening to that client or prospect and understanding who they are. So when you get to step five, which is presenting your solution, have how you're going to serve them and why it's such a perfect match, because you asked, you, 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 you were prepared, you built rapport, you asked the questions and you listened. By the time you get to step five of presenting your recommendations, it's like a light from heaven coming down <laughs> saying like, ta-da, like this is what your client needs. And they resonate with it because you're going to talk to them, right? What's in it for them, the benefit to them based on what they've already told you right? So it, it all works together. And then step six, ask for the business. Don't say, okay, so think about it. Let me know what you think. Just ask for the business. If it's a good fit, the client's going to jump. If it's not a good fit, then maybe you should know it's not a good fit and ask for a, another appointment instead of asking for the business. So a little bit of finesse in that one. And then the seventh one, and I could share stats on this one. This is one of those mind blowers for me. Uh, the seventh step is follow up. So mm-hmm. 2% of successful businesses and salespeople follow up past the fifth to 13th touch. Touch could be email. I run into you at ShopRite. Um, it could be a phone call. It could be a Zoom call. So any way you reach out and touch that client. So 2% of salespeople and business owners that are, are, are making some bank and are successful, they follow up past that 15th to 13th time. So let me ask you a question about that. Cause I can feel the entire, some audience going, Oh, I feel icky and sticky about that. Yes. So, you know, there's a delicate line between following up and harassment. Correct. So how does one get past their own lovely and, with all of their own crap to move, you know, past the, oh my God, I'm harassing, but really understanding that, no, it's okay to keep following up. Yeah. So this, that's such a great question too, Jen, because here's, here's the thing, and it goes back to step one, which is the preparation. And you and I have talked about this in my program, that, that starting point is the mindset. So if you think deep down that sales is icky sleazy, you're, you're going to be hesitant and not shine your bright star, your bright light, the way you can help that client because you're, you have your own crap in your head, right? Well, step seven is connected to what you just said. So the follow-up, here's the reality. If you, through your conversation, let the client know, hey, listen, you know, after we do what we're doing here, whatever that might be, you and I, we are going to stay connected. I'm going to reach out to you. I want to make sure you don't have life events, depending on what you're selling or what your service is, that you and I are going to stay connected so that I've got your back over 
in building whatever this relationship is that we're building. So it's not just selling today, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's about, hey, I want to be a planning partner with you as we move through life together, no matter how I can support you. And here's the thing, as you follow up, now you find out they had a grandchild or their child's getting married or um, they need a, a tile guy for their bathroom. You might be just the resource to help them because you just retiled your bathroom and you're sending someone you trust right to them and you're referring them. So this relationship, it's not a linear thing. It's building that relationship, that camaraderie, that partnership in life. Um, I think that's the, the biggest piece. You're a partner. You're not selling to them. You're their friend. You're their, you're their friend and you have their back. So the follow-up, when you define it, they look forward to your phone call. Yeah. Or I, email. I, and here's the thing, you know, if you don't feel internally like you can do that with this person, then that's not a person you want in your community, right? So it, it's really right. about really fine lining, you know, when I take on a client, I have a, I have a tell. So way back, I used to work with crazy clients and uh, I don't do crazy. It's just, it's a nightmare. Too much work. Too much work. And so when I'm talking to someone, I ask my soul to tell me what peanut character this person's energy is. Now my Mm -hmm. people are Linus's and Sally's. Love them. Occasionally I'll take on a Lucy, but I know, I know mm-hmm. that football is going to be pulled out. I know I'm aware of it. <laughs> Woodstocks are crazy. I never work with them. I've, I don't work with Charlie Browns because then I just, you know, they're a downer. I never mm-hmm. get a Snoopy. So I don't even know what that is. Right. So that's a quick kind of tell for me about whether energetically my energy can support this person's energy. And I think that's also where people so- fall down because Connie, I think that they're come from that mentality of lack where any client is correct. Client. That's correct. And that's hundred percent dangerous because, you know, I fired clients in the past where, you know, they're, they were my smallest client, meaning I wasn't making a ton of money from them and they were sucking the energy out of me and using the majority of my time. It, it's that that's not good for me for energetically, but it's not good for me to serve my other clients. So it's okay to say, you know what? I'm not the right match for you, but my friend over here, she's exactly the type of client that, you know, I think you guys would work really well together. It's okay to not take on someone who's going to, you know, bleed your energy. Yeah. And I think it's really, I'm sorry, I think, you know, having that sales relationship that also takes a real internal landscape of feeling confident, of feeling comfortable in your own skin to feeling worthy to knowing that if it's not this person, right, they're not a source for you. They're just a resource. If it's not this person, another person will come along. So which step do you want to go into a little more deeper? I think the, I think let's do the building rapport because I think your audience, they know you And understanding your inner self, I think, is real important. And then I also have a, there's another component when we talk about communication. So I have a free communication style assessment that I created. You know, you were talking about the Lionels, uh, you know, the the Linuses and the Sallys and the Charlie Browns. Um, I I have five uh, behavioral styles that people fall within. You know, one would be a heartfelt advocate. Another one is an innovative organizer. 
I'm a very high stimulating motivator. You can hear that in my voice and my energy. I am the rah-rah behind, I'm the winds beneath your wings. You know, mm-hmm. that's, they're, they're my clients that they need to be inspired and elevated and energized. That's who resonates with me. Um, so when you understand your style and you understand the other person's style, how they communicate, again, whether they're the lioness, the Sally, you become in a, in a position of power and control to some extent, because I understand what they need from me from a communication standpoint, so I can shift and pivot my style to slow down. Um, if, if my energy comes in too hot, I know that even though they might be the right client for me, I might scare them away. So I have to take almost a step back and breathe a little bit more, slow my pace down, um, lower my energy so that I connect with them so that they get that I get them. You see what I mean? That takes practice. That all takes practice. So my, my, in, in step two, in that module within my masterclass, everyone takes the, the free CSA, they get a book that goes along with that, a workbook to do even deeper work. Um, but you start to understand what your superpowers are, because with every style, there's a superpower, but we also have blind spots. So example, I'm a stimulating motivator. My blind spot is I like flying 50,000 feet up in the air. I don't like getting into the weeds. Well, if I have an engineering firm in front of me or a computer programming firm in front of me, I need to get into the weeds with them. I need to go and provide detailed examples of how it's going to benefit, whatever I'm selling is going to benefit them, right? That's on me. That's, that's on me. So by understanding my superpowers, I can leverage that, but understanding my blind spots, I can minimize that. So that communication, I think, is real important. And I think the work they do with you is almost the first step. And then this is the second step because they can grow that skill to modify in front of their client super, super fast. Love that. And, and listen, modifying for all of you who have an individuality streak, I get it. Modifying is not uh, molding and shaping you or people pleasing or anything no. like that. It's actually just allowing your energies to see really if they can commingle by deciding, you know, oh, okay, I can meet you here, right? And, and it allows for a deeper conversation when you do that. Correct. So tell us a little bit, how can they take that Give us that address where the quiz is or the, yeah. the download is. Yep. It's, and, and once you take it, you'll get an email with the rep- uh, links to the reports. You get the high, your superpower, and you get a report, um, you know, pointing out what some of your blind spots are just to start to open your eyes. But it's just go to Whitman Associates. So it's W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com slash CSA. So for communication style assessment, just CSA. I'll put you right on the page. Love it. So what's been that big question that you've been asking yourself lately? My, my soul. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, you know that um, my warrior is that I think I have to do everything on my own and I need, I love giving. I am, I am a giving person. I love to serve. I love my clients. We become friends and go out to dinner and that's important to me, community and, and that relationship's important. Unfortunately, 
one of the things my soul needs to learn or I need to learn to do is to accept and receive when people want to give to me, but I block it. I'm, I'm like Wonder Woman with the, the gold cuffs. I'm blocking, <laughs> blocking their giving to me. Love that. So how have you been, how, what question have you been asking the universe to help that? You know, it's funny. I've been meditating on that since you and I met about a week ago, I think, Jen, right? So yeah. um, I've really been thinking about that. And I'm, I'm trying to, in my, my inner workings, my inner self, my inner dialogue to surrender. I keep saying surrender and allow, right? With ease and grace. So that, because here's the thing, I'm, I am a grateful person and people who show up and help me, um, they know they're appreciated. I would never take anyone for granted. So I just have to learn how to allow so people feel my gratitude, right? Beautiful. So what is the one thing you want people to remember from our conversation today? You know, I hope that just open, open yourself to truly what you can achieve as it, because, you know, if you're listening and you have a business and, and here's the reality, we're all in sales. Even if you work for a company and you're in a back office, you still have a customer, right? So there's still an element of sales or you selling yourself to your boss or selling that promotion. Just, stop for a minute and think about what makes you so great, have the confidence in that, and then really work on your communication, really work on that connection of human to human using my steps, right? The preparation, build rapport, ask questions, show you're interested and eager to learn, you know, go into that listening, present your idea with clarity and confidence, right? Then ask for the business and then do your follow-up. It all, it's, it's all about that smooth communication. Beautiful. So my last question is, if you are a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Oh, I love that one. Uh, So I think it would say, speak with respect and see others' perspective. And I think our world needs a lot more of that right now. And I really do do that in my life every day. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your brilliance. Thank um, you. I think it's so important to really kind of understand um, why it's so important to really allow this kind of selling to uh, for you to integrate. I think it's important because I think so often people are not uh, selling themselves or offering that. Uh, what they're sharing with people because they're afraid and they don't want to feel slimy, but that's all internal. And then when you have these seven easy ways, it's a system that you can rely on and make it easy for people to really get to know you. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, right? Sales is really fun because sales is talking to people and making friends. What What is better than that in life, Jen? Well, for an introvert, we have to be, Right. And I think that's what people have to remember. Like when you have a system, it's easy as an introvert, right? Correct. That's so correct. I, that's what I love about this because I think with, with introverts, we tend to be, well, well, it's all in my head. How come you don't know that? And how come you're not asking me to work with you? That's right. Well, right. You have that's to build right. a relationship, but the good I thing is inter- introverts can do that fairly quickly. So easy. Yay. Yeah. They just need a tool, right? They just need a system. Exactly. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been Everyone, a pleasure. 
Yay, everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. I'm Jennifer Yosio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, write a review, rate it. And of course, you can contact me directly. But most important, contact my amazing guests because there's so much wisdom that is going untapped if you leave it kind of in the ethers. So don't forget not just to act on your soul, but you are your soul. And bye for now. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid.